0: A few nice beans. I got all these nice beans,
1: fresh roasted. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's
0: the way to do do it. Do do you want to do the thing? I'll mute myself.
1: Oh, we're already on, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We tried this. Well, we'll get. Oh, (laughs) 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 all
2: right. It's like Owen's here in spirit. (laughs) Never mind. I, uh, like it. I thought good. we
0: were going to do the intro
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, our new fancy intro Hold on, let's see
0: yes. I'm gonna... Wait. What happened to it? Oh, there it is Coffee, coffee. You
1: gotta
2: do it in like a smooth voice. Coffee mm,
0: brew <laughs>
2: Delicious
1: <laughs> Warm
2: Good Get you going That's Make right. your day shorter Cause you just kick its ass and coffee. what
1: could be better than coffee? A carpet python. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said it too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Maybe uh, there are
2: carpet the, pythons in the in beams. the
1: coffee. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Uh, we'll never be as cool as uh, uh, snakes and stogies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, do they have some cool intro? Yeah, they have like uh guy rolling cigars and like all these venomous snakes all over the place. Man, that's a lot of beans, man. Come on, show me a carpet python. <laughs> oh, I thought
0: you were controlling it last time. It's 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 not. No, uh... no, no, no. Ah, Garpet. carpet. What's
2: <laughs> better than a carpet python?
1: Coffee.
2: More. Coffee. <laughs> Only go.
0: eighty-nine cents at Mick Cafe.
2: Mm. Oh my gosh! There you go. Eighty-nine cent coffee is questionable.
0: Good so what's morning, up, everybody.
2: Not much. Just trying yeah. to trying to get through the the day without having to rush like mad dash, getting stuff done earlier rather than later. Yeah. Selling snakes again, you know.
0: Saw that. Saw that, well, yeah, it's pretty good, man. Pop wins, uh, pop wins are hot. In two, the streets.
2: two of three sold in. <laughs> what what time is it? It's, four, it's yeah. like four o'clock. Less than sixteen hours, so
0: nice. Wow, very nice.
2: Yeah, people, people have been itching, man. I've I've been feeling it. I've been seeing the hype. I've been feeling like a lot of people have been talking about it. I feel like with COVID and all the time on the internet and the more discussions being had, I think it's much more accepted that the current status of being able to get some imports is, you know, fickle at best and we shouldn't take it for granted. So, Mm -hmm. to me, that means, you know, get what you can while you can because it's not a for sure thing, right? Like, who knows what next year will hold. Maybe there will be no imports and you can't get stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. So the, you know, the affordable import uh, new bloodline Popwins might not be available. I think, you know, Eric, you've been talking Popwins for, you know, a decade now Mm. to the point where you've definitely altered the, uh, the public perception and interest at the very least. So um, I think the days of Popwins being overlooked hundred dollar snakes on a table or, you know, the the leftovers that somebody's price list or something is long gone. I think they're now at the top of the list for me anyway, uh, a lot of people.
1: Yeah, I think it's just um, it's the old uh, thing that I say all the time, you know, you get excited about something, you know, share that excitement with other people. And everybody's not gonna like it. But a lot of people mm-hmm. will that maybe didn't know about it, or maybe didn't know, you know, I mean, maybe people that, are into carpets don't even know that they exist, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, definitely.
2: And uh, I think as time goes on, the more, even as people are missing out on stuff, they're still getting interested in hearing about it. Um, yeah. Which has sort of like a, a latent effect in, in gen- generating and stimulating interest. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is though, man. These F1s, little bastards.
0: Yeah. <laughs> They don't it's, like you. They're on fire, man. <laughs> fire. they're
2: so they're so mean.
0: They look so very mean. angry in your video.
2: Yeah, they are. You know, you ever were like passed by a baby tub and you just hear because yes. like babies are striking at the tub?
0: It's that one orange woma. All eight <laughs> of
2: them do this. <laughs> all of them. They are all the devil. They all go like full, like wah, 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 cobra open mouth, like yeah, they're uh <laughs> there oh
0: nipper who let nipper Nipper please this is a children's program so (laughs) i me i'm the child (laughs) i really got
1: i really got screwed today um no uh probably a lifetime uh, once in a lifetime opportunity Uh to talk to mr marco shea and i had this so My days, I knew my day was screwed up from the very start. Six o'clock I get into the work and I don't have half the people that are supposed to be there. So I'm doing all these different things or whatever, trying to come up with a plan. And then probably about, so I had plans on leaving about two o'clock because Nipper and uh, uh, Mark are five hours ahead of us. So like to like schedule, um, uh, a show is sometimes can be tricky. Right. But I said, you know, we got carpets and coffee at seven. If I can get there at three, plenty of time, we'll talk to Mark for three hours. Give me an hour in between. That should be good. Uh, yeah. And then the board, like the, so we have like our own internal uh, board of health, I guess, if you will. And they come in and they like go through the entire store and make sure you're doing everything up to food safety standards and all this stuff. Mm. And the, the audit usually takes about, I don't know, a good six hours, and yeah, it happened about one o'clock, twelve o'clock, somewhere in there, and I'm like, oh, God, God <laughs> damn it!
0: And is it is it purposefully a surprise? They won't tell you when they're yes. coming.
1: Oh yeah they, they don't
0: tell you. <laughs> so then, that's horrible.
1: So like, yeah, man, it's. I'm like, I can't believe this. Like, what of all days? Yeah, yeah. You know, and the crazy yeah. thing, it was originally scheduled for. Monday or Wednesday, so we would have did it Wednesday, but you know, Nipper had to make it right. He couldn't do it Wednesday, so we moved it to Friday. And usually I'm like, Yeah, uh <laughs> it's fine. I have arranged for you to talk ah, see, see this is why I love Nipper. Oh good. my goodness. Looking out for you. <laughs> He's always looking out for me. What a Jeez, guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's anyway, little anyway. How were yeah. all your your food safeties? Did you did you get a, a clean bill of health? Oh, yeah, hundred
1: <laughs> percent. What kind of shop do you think I run, man? This is, <laughs> this is no joke, man. This is a fine establishment where you can ah, buy your groceries without fail. Attaboy. boy.
2: Uh, no dead bodies or uh, murderers running through.
1: Yeah, with you, knives. Uh, if you uh score above the like the standard, which is like you have to get about a ninety-seven to score above the standard. Then if you do that, then you, then I get a bonus. So I scored above the standard. So I got Next a bonus. Minute. So it's going to be you? a nice snake cage or a nice Strathoris or Amy. Indigo. Blackhead. I don't know.
0: Who knows? Damn. That must be oh, a big yeah. bonus.
1: This is blackhead <laughs> money, baby. <laughs> All right.
0: Now I am happy and it was worth <laughs> sacrificing your conversation.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we'll see. But, um, yeah, so, but here we are now, so not it is what it is, things happen for a reason, and see Nipper hooked it up, so that I can talk to him about poplin carpets, which we were just talking about, and by the way, yes, Nipper hatched out his first clutch of poplin carpets from wild-caught animals, and they, he nice. says, they're fire than a firecracker. Yeah. So, I don't know so what it is. That,
0: it makes yeah, sense, that right? first generation,
2: but, they're just psycho. Yeah.
0: They're essentially wild.
2: (laughs) What's crazy is the parents were wild. Uh Uh-huh.
1: And they were not like that.
0: That is interesting. That's super interesting.
1: I I don't understand
2: (laughs)
0: it. Um, F1s are like, we were promised a jungle.
2: (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) My parents lied.
0: Yeah. Um... We don't have the same opportunity as the generation before us.
1: (laughs) We have so many topics we could talk about. First of all, good morning, Australia. This is uh good morning time for Australia, Darren and all them. Uh, we should say that uh, Scott Iper um, and Ty Iper. Uh, their book is in their hand, Lizards mm-hmm. of Australia, which, you know, I'm super excited as I look at my two lizards from Australia over there. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that should be a cool book. Can't wait to get that. Uh, and then, there's the Walmamorph. Uh, Steve, Steve Ray was uh, talking about that thing yep. that uh, came up. And then uh, Crow Fabulous is saying, have I seen the observation on iNaturalist that looks like a diamond inter- inland intergrade? No, I have not. Nor have I. Maybe you can send me that picture and I can share it. Or I don't know, maybe I can look it up on I uh, go ahead, talk amongst yourselves, fellas, as I Hi Wait, Riley.
2: Lucas, did you see the yeah. reduced pattern Wilma?
0: Yeah, I did see that. That was uh do 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 uh uh Jordan, right? Jordan uh Parrot. I believe so. I think so. Sorry if I messed that up. But yeah, I did see that. That was pretty crazy. Uh it sounds like he's got two or three generations of that whole thing and it, mm-hmm. it has proved out to be heritable and I think um, it's recessive, right? That's what is that's what was said in the comments. Yeah, yeah looking that way. I mean, it is it's almost patternless for the first seventy percent of the body and then just yeah. a little bit of speckling in the back. It's like and-
2: a race at the front, scrubbed off, and then it sort of uh, comes back towards the tail.
0: It's one of those things for me that I'm glad it exists because it has made me realize how much the banding is why I love Walmas. <laughs> yeah. Like okay. I think it's cool, but yes, now I know where my extreme is for too much reduced pattern <laughs> for my yes. own personal taste, my own personal taste. Um, I would agree with
1: you. I, but, I, I thought the same thing, mm-hmm.
2: but I want to see that mixed with that all black one now.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, melanistic would just be a whole other can of worms, right? But like the, the melanistic
2: <laughs> one with the orange stripe mixed yeah. with that reduction, I wonder if it would accentuate the the dorsal stripe more.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it it certainly could. Um, now, the that one picture that you that you're talking about that with the super orange stripe, that's the one from Australia that didn't yes. reproduce uh, that gene, right? But then there yeah. is another one that somebody in the States hatched like Correct. last year. Correct. Uh, Schultz, Mike Schultz. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's very interesting. There's definitely some weirdness popping out with the Womas and um that's cool. There's also that black head that maybe also Jordan posted. That's like, it has a normal black head, but then the rest of the body looks albino. It's like orange or something. Like it's, it's, Very uh, reduced melanin on on everywhere except the head, which is kind of crazy looking. Yeah. Looks hypo or something. Ryan. What did Ryan say?
2: Sounds like the next (laughs) Cypress Creek. God damn it.
0: I don't know what that means.
2: Cypress Creek is is one of those lines of diamonds where all the snobby diamond Ah. keepers turn their noses up because they can't prove that it's pure or not pure.
0: They're like, yeah.
2: Yeah. just uh it's not (laughs) held in the same regard as like gary valle or san diego zoo or all these other things but you know eric's talked about it extensively they probably all came in the same shipment from overseas anyway so
0: Mm -hmm. probably all the same stuff um which is why you keep seeing that reduced pattern pop out so much that stardust stuff
2: well and that also explains why we have such a different population of diamonds in the states from everywhere else everyone thinks ours look different and that's probably because it's one kind of overproduced gene pool sure 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 there it is huh Hmm. so that's supposed to be a
1: diamond inland intergrade I guess it's from the area right? let's see where it's from let's take a peek at the map here February
2: 12th observe December
0: 25th oh Good catch. And then
2: submitted February twelfth.
0: I can't read. <laughs> okay, so it's down oh, there.
1: Interesting.
2: That is a, a bit of a.
0: It's pretty. Yeah, shoot. <laughs> yeah, I like it.
1: Weird... <laughs> Here's another shot.
0: Okay, from that angle, it looks pretty inlandy to me. Can we blow that up?
1: That's crazy.
0: I, yeah, the, the back pattern has a lot more going on than... See? It's like spotty, speckled.
1: Yeah, that's kind of weird, right? Those, mm-hmm. It's like three yeah. sets of dots across right. the, the back. And this is sort of has that red... You can see where those... Uh, that uh, right. saddles for the tipping sort of... Uh, it always fascinates me with carpets, how they're... Like, as you breed them with certain, you know, certain ways, you can sort of make that pattern on the bottom half of it kind of disappear you know and then you see how it has that stripe like right here and then sort of like squishes it all together into a stripe see how this is starting to form a stripe Mm -hmm. you know and then it sort of makes it like that but if you keep doing it and to me that's how you make stripe carpets like as soon as you start to see these things but for some reason i don't know what you guys have experienced but and all the breedings that I've done with striped carpets, regardless of, of it's it's always hard to get the tail yeah. striped, like a perfect stripe. I don't know what it is about that, you know, like what it what gene is missing that would require it to go full on stripe, because it can happen. Some of those guys in Australia really have uh done some crazy shit with jungles, you know, with those yellow and black solid uh bands. But yeah, I don't know, cool stuff. it's sort of like it's almost like um you know like uh gelatin thing it's more of this line here is solid so it so it kind of looks like railroad track well not that line i'm sorry these lines on the side sort of yeah are striped so it sort of gives this railroad track type of appearance that uh, me and rob have uh chatted about before but
0: Right. Very cool. Well it's interesting. For me, I my mind would not have gone to Diamond. Would would you guys have had not had that not been stated ahead of time?
1: Um probably those... just if if I just saw it, I'd probably would have to agree with you. I mean it looks like something you would get from breeding a morph project and having that what is my carpet python <laughs> yeah, some weird postal <laughs>
2: general sib
0: thing right that's cool though the back like you said that back is definitely unique
2: it does but, remind me of how in diamond pythons the back rosettes are nice and neatly organized in the linear fashion just more of them in a different color
1: yeah yeah i uh I don't know, man. That's that. That's pretty cool. I, you know, the thing of it is, is like you, we see that picture, right? But I bet you, if we saw that snake, well, I know right? if I saw that snake in the wild, I would be in love with that thing. Yeah, right. you No, know? But it's like when you see it in a picture, you're sort of like, Mah. but seeing it in the wild, man, you would, you'd lose your shit. Look who
0: groomed. What does that mean? <laughs>
1: My beard is looking
0: good. Ah. Okay.
1: Mark was talking about catching wild Apodora. Oh! Uh, that would be freaking
2: amazing, dude. Ah, uh, That would be a rush.
1: Well, we have so many good things going on on the NPR network at the moment, man. And that's one of the shows that will be coming up. Um, so that will be in there. So you'll be able to get some Apidora, uh fix, even yeah. if it's just a little bit. Oh, um, yeah. They just had the uh, Reptile Fight Club with. Uh, mm. Man, I, that, this one of the comments in the YouTube thing was like, it's like Godzilla first King Kong or something like that. <laughs> like, dude, giant. So you got Ryan McVeigh and uh, Zach Lopeman, uh fighting over. UV, well, I were. I don't know if
0: I would call it fighting personality. Oh, shoot. I haven't listened to that yet. I was listening to it earlier, <laughs> awesome. and
2: uh, I haven't finished it. And to be perfectly honest, they're both Team UVB, but for the sake yeah. of the fight, uh, Dr. <laughs> Loafman took the devil's advocate side of um, arguing against UVB and the stance he mostly took because... You really can't discredit it. It's just the 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 technology. Is it where it's at? Is it safe? Why not just use supplementation because it's more safe and doesn't have yeah. these issues? And we can't nice. measure all. It was really good. Like it's. I'm not done with it. It's really well thought out, and you could tell that. Um, yeah. Although uh, Zach is very much team UVB, he's mm-hmm. well versed in both sides of the argument and where people who are not. Pro UVB come from and why, and some of the concerns they have, and potentially them being somewhat valid at least. So yeah, it's it's a cool. very healthy discussion.
0: Ah, oh, I I can't wait. I want to fight Zach. That'd be fun. Be <laughs> student versus teacher on something.
1: <laughs> they they sort of talked about you in around. Yeah, that way. they
2: they mentioned uh, that uh <laughs> they have this master's program, and Justin's like, oh yeah, I'm actually on the. The committee for <laughs> one of your students. And I guess you are. That's hey, I true. Know who
1: talking about.
0: It's so. me. Yeah. It's all me. No, I'm just yeah. Kidding. uh yeah, I'm excited. I'll listen to that tomorrow. That'll be a good one. Cool. Yeah.
1: So that that was a good one. Um uh, what else? What else? What else? So um I we we had um uh NPR the other day we talked about um which surprised me right and this is sort of like uh which will sort of segue into our, our um uh talk about that video about uh not that I like talking about him per se but just the whole mm-hmm. idea of that concept of that video I think it's sort of where the odds are in the in the in the hobby right But, um, so Alan Stevens, right. You know, great guy. He does the monitor podcast, like a lot, whatever. And as we were chatting, he was sort of talking about how he doesn't use UV with his monitors, which just kind of like took me back, like, wait, what? Right. And, um, you know, I guess that's that, um, the, you know, uh, old school way of keeping monitors to where you're keeping them on constant heat and, you know, um, so again, I, I mean, we really didn't fight per se, but um, sort of like pushed back a little bit. Like, I, I don't know. I don't, I guess really, right. It comes down to if you're going to breed or if you're going to keep, you know, and I think in, um, I don't mm-hmm. know the guy's name, but his channel is called reptiles and research. Um, seems like a real knowledgeable guy. But uh, his, it was like an open letter to Brian Barcheck, And um, he basically said that uh, he feels that, um, I guess in, in a roundabout way, that Brian's sort of like not trying to make any enemies, right? He's sort of like sitting right. on the fence and sort of like saying on one breath that you can keep in racks and ball pythons are found in holes. And then on the other side of it, he's sort of saying that, you know uh, naturalistic is the way to go and blah 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 blah. um it kind of sends a mixed message and you know the shocking thing to me about that video and i think he's 100 percent right and i don't understand because of knowing like what brian's thoughts are on as far as like um like if breeders are usually the ones that are giving him the hardest time like oh, you're you're sensationalizing stuff and you know like like us like hardcore type of reptile keepers are usually the ones that are pushing back on him the most Mm -hmm. um and his argument is always well i'm not trying to capture that audience my audience is the pet keeper Mm -hmm. then why not talk about (laughs) keeping a snake the way that you would keep it as a pet like i don't understand the enjoyment if you're going to get even if even before like you know the advancement of of where the hobby's going. I don't understand what enjoyment you could possibly get out of keeping a snake in a rack if you had one snake. Right. I just don't understand that. Like that would the be the only an interesting reason choice. Yeah. Yeah. Like the <laughs> only reason I moved to racks was because I was going to breed. Mm-hmm. And when you want to keep a large number of animals in a space to where you can breed efficiently. Mm-hmm. You have to cut corners in certain ways. Now mm-hmm. people will argue back and forth on whether or not, you know, that's right or wrong because you're not mm-hmm. doing what's best for the animal, yeah. but at least be
0: honest about it.
1: Right. And right. I don't understand why people can't just say, well, I'm a breeder.
0: Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Right? It it was kind of like, if you just leave the ethics decision out or a uh, conversation, I should say out of it, it, it becomes more of a conversation of, is your goal welfare or is your goal production and mm-hmm. there you know if we're not yeah. saying that your a, a goal being production is right or wrong if we're just focusing on those two things you know why are you talking out of both sides of your mouth in the case of Brian and pissing off both sides instead of focusing on the side you're claiming that you're focusing on which probably has more than 90% of the people anyway um, you know are just pet keepers I, right right that's so. what
2: happens when you're in something for the wrong reasons. Mm. and i'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go on record and say it because if you listen to those videos, there's some clips in there where Brian talks about it. He cares about his YouTube channel. Brian's not a reptile guy anymore. Let's face it. He has worked with reptiles for thirty years. He's inspired the generation of reptile keepers coming out today. He has a reptile zoo. He runs a reptile breeding business. He's the biggest face in reptiles. He's not a reptile guy anymore. He's a YouTuber. He's a Jack Hanna of the private sector of reptiles. You know, when Jack Hanna comes on to all those shows, he doesn't know anything about the animals until they bring up to him a set of facts that he reads off the cards, gets a quick little rundown and goes out in the show and spits facts for 30 seconds and looks like a pro. That's Brian Barcheck now. But that's because he loves that. And there's nothing wrong with that but he needs to also come clean about that. He's just a face. He's not the guy anymore. He's, he's a clown in a monkey suit nowadays. And the problem is Lucas, like you said, he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. It's because he's lost the passion and he's a spineless shithead. That's just trying to just kiss everyone's ass to keep making as much money as possible because all he cares about is the numbers on the analytics of his vlog, selling whatever overpriced reptile product he's pitching these days and just kissing ass to the biggest audience possible because if he doesn't he loses money he loses his job what he has to go back to being a a mediocre reptile breeder a mediocre reptile keeper who doesn't really know what he's doing or saying he floundered when he took when he decided to go into a reptile zoo and put animals in big cages and stuff he had to learn everything from scratch learn from other people learn all this stuff That's not an experienced seasoned reptile keeper. That's a ball python breeder trying to go bigger and kudos to him for trying to go bigger. But he really needs to acknowledge that what he did before was breeding at BHB. It's breeding. What he does at the reptarium is education. It's naturalistic. It's reptile. It's, it's fun, but the two are not mutually exclusive. They're very, very different approaches. And when he gives speeches saying ball pythons do best in racks, Well, that's a very uh, absolute term. Uh, Ball pythons can only be kept in racks. Well, that's a a load of shit. I'll show you a 40-year-old ball python that lives in a fiberglass, four foot by three foot by three foot enclosure that climbs trees with cataracts and liver disease and has no problems. I'll go down the street and show you that animal at the zoo. I promise you. There are always exceptions to the rules. And the other thing is, like you said, we need to think about who we're talking to. Brian is just thinking about not pissing off the next person. If you're putting yourself out there as an educator, say, yeah, I've bred ball pythons and I used to keep things in racks. Now I've realized that my my area of interest and what's important to me is the overall welfare and displaying naturalistic stuff. And just because I've bred things in racks or I still breed th- things in racks doesn't mean that that's wrong, but it just means that there's two different ways and there's two different approaches. Ultimately, keeping things in racks is not ideal and it's not the best it covers the basics but you you're getting an animal to survive not necessarily thrive and that's okay right you just got to accept the fact that that's what you're doing and that's your approach and that's your goal and if you're going to be spineless you know flip-flopping fence riding no nothing no passion having fake in front of a camera i'm sorry people are going to hate you no matter what stance you take so you know either pick a side grow a backbone or find a different hobby
0: I just real quick um I agree to an extent I do just want to agree also with what Ryan said which is like a really good in between of the two camps is what Emily with Snake Discovery does and and I do agree with that personally I think that it, as I as we've talked about on this show before I think that a box is a box mm-hmm. and it matters more what you do with that box mm-hmm. in a lot of cases you know I think that there are tiers to you know what we can call a cage set up, what we call a rack setup. I, I can absolutely set up a shittier environment in a cage and a better one in Iraq. If, if mm-hmm. we're talking about welfare. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to throw that out there, I do think that there can be a middle ground. Um, but other than that, you know, I, I definitely there's always agree a with area. A lot of what you're saying. Uh, um,
1: yeah, I, I, I think, I think it's, it's, you know, I've evolved over, you know, if you look how I look, Thought about things back when I started NPR to here, I've changed my thought, my views, and you know things that I would, you know, maybe have done back then or thought was the right way to do it or whatever is 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 pushed forward and you know and you know I think I was talking to somebody I'm not going to say their name because I don't know if if they want it out there but they were saying that um, you know he said he's and it's somebody that I wholeheartedly um look up to uh amazing not you know who it is but amazing knowledgeable person and i think what he said to me was he's like you know the more and more i think of it the more and more i think i'm gonna slim down my collection and sort of make like you know this naturalistic amazing enclosure you know think of like mike stefani's like uh Uh, you know, Merton's monitors and enclosures, stuff like that. You know, like this, basically like, yes, you have this Australia piece of Australia in your house and you're going to watch these animals forever and ever and ever. And, you know, just get total enjoyment out of that. But the thing that he said that stuck out to me was, I think the reason I don't do it is because my ego gets in the way. Right. And it's like, wow, that was, that was really like, looking inside and saying like, wow, you know, is that what keeps me from, from making this plunge and just doing this is like this ego that I have to have either X amount of animals or this certain animal, or, you know, it was a struggle for me just to get rid of Jags. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I, 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 it was hard for me to do as much as Jags bothered me personally, not, they don't bother me you know, for other people to keep them, you do what you want to do. But mm-hmm. like for me personally, it was just like, you know, and every year that would go by, it would just be like, what am I doing? Why am I doing? Why do I have to do this when I really don't want to do this? And I think ego is probably the part. That's probably the thing. You know, it's probably that whole thing that in order for me to feel important, um, I sort of have to have X or do x and uh, i i somehow become not legitimate if i don't have x amount of animals Mm -hmm. you know and then you see like all your friends and stuff and they're adding in uh you know different stuff to their collection and they added this like you guys have added stuff and i really haven't added animals into my collection in in quite a while monitors and stuff but just like you know even i'm like i'm thinking carpet python wise and um, I don't know. I I, I don't know, man and, and I don't know, it's such it's such a weird thing and I guess this is really it has nothing to do with the whole Brian Barcheck thing. but um, other than to say that I, I guess it's like I, I appreciate the fact that maybe he could change the way he thought, you know, I can respect that. I just don't like the um, the, the back and forth or the mixed message or the, you know, and I get it, you know, it's, it's this thing, like you sort of fall into this. I I guess that's the bad thing about doing YouTube or creating content. It's like, I, I I just don't understand. Like he could in, and to the point in that video, um, again, I'm sorry, I don't know his name, but he, he pointed out that that 99% of pet keepers are looking for like, look, I put UV in this cage and look what the corn snake did or the ball python did. And, right. you know, uh, look, it, it perched up here and you would never see that or whatever. and Like, and he could do that. Like, he he has the power to do that. Mm. And it doesn't have to be clickbaity and it doesn't have to be all this stuff. But I, I don't know, man. I, I just yeah. don't, I guess I just don't understand why you do that to, I guess it's just the, the way our culture is. It's just sensationalist. I well, guess, I don't it, know.
0: When it pays... You know, that's your answer. It's because he gets more money from more clicks. Um, But I I also did think that it was really interesting in that video. You know, I don't keep up with Brian's vlog, so I hadn't seen this, but there was a clip of him basically like asking his audience why he's getting less views or something like that. (laughs) or like you're a
2: boring piece of shit.
0: But uh, that, you know, that propped up the guy's whole argument, which is that because – most of these people want to see X and you keep sometimes appealing to X, but also then advocating Y, you know, it's like, you got to choose. And and he, yeah, you're choosing it. the, the less than 1% or whatever the guy said, you know, versus the 99. So yeah, it was interesting. Yeah.
2: he's yeah. just, uh, he was just trying to pander to whatever audience is boosting his number that day. That's it. He's not a reptile guy. He's a YouTuber.
1: That's it. Yeah. I, you know, I I think, I I think too, like the more and more, you know, and I never understood this. um, uh, 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 Wait a minute. Let's see. I don't agree with Brian often. Let's put it up there, right? Uh, I don't agree with Brian often, but I just don't think promoting naturalistic vibs and saying there's a place for racks makes him a hypocrite.
2: It's, no. not that he's, it's not that he's a hypocrite. It's that he's just not being honest about both sides. He's not being completely right. honest. He's being he's will, giving half-truths about both at the time and, and place when it fits him. So Exactly won't. the way
0: that you just wrote that is how he could say it. Yeah, remote yes. naturalistic naturalistic vivs and also say there is a place for racks. That's exactly. not what he's doing. No, so, he's saying
2: either or at whatever so, given time and flip-flopping.
1: So here would be an example, right? They they the he's talking about setting up a, a ball python, right? And he goes to the argument that ball pythons live in holes and they never come out and they're always in the holes and this is why they do good in racks and all this stuff, right? Okay, fair enough. But then he also has a video where he's talking about setting it up in a natural enclosure with, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, a hot spot and you know a light, basking light, and hide and, and perching and all this stuff. I I think it's how you say it, right? It's there's and again, there's nothing wrong in my opinion. Racks have their place, right? I think if you're going to breed and you're going to be a breeder and that's your approach. They have drugs. to come into play they just yeah. do even you at least I mean? just for babies yes a hundred percent you know and I would even argue that maybe maybe they're even easy that they're, I, they're, they may be even better for babies to get established and eating because they're sort of like you know they want to hide um, think about you know and I, and I could be totally wrong but this is just things that come to my head and, and why I would think it right if you're in this rack if, especially if it's a dark rack, then, you know, you could, it, it kind of gives it some cover or whatnot, as opposed to being in this big cage where it's out in the open and, right. you know, there's no place really for it to
0: hide. Um, yeah. you know, Especially you can keep with the- some of those shire species. I mean, you're just not going to yeah. succeed if you don't do it a certain way. And I mean, Riley, we, we you know, got all those womas started at GX3. And, and I remember Grant saying to me that in the past he has had trouble if the bins were clear. Yeah, But in these solid bins, all of them, for the most part, minus one or two, ate the first time. Mm-hmm. And then the next two were, you know, shortly after. That That is because of that environment that they got established so quickly, you know, and it's just to that point, you know.
1: And I could be wrong to think this too, but, you know, Darren talked about how he has his anteresia in, in racks and stuff like that. But, you know, first of all, antaresia is a smaller python. So even if you have it in a 41-quart tub or something like that, there's still space. a lot of room for... Yeah. Yeah, Teresia, So it's not like it's. I mean, granted, it's not a six-foot viv or whatever. But um, uh, I, I think Australia is sort of like in their infancy as far as the hobby becoming to the next level, right? So like, there's not a lot. First of all, there's not as many people in the U- in the Australia as are in is in the U.S. And then there's not as many reptile keepers in Australia, not even close as what's in the U.S. or over in Europe, right? So you're, if you're growing the hobby, you have less people breeding to fulfill that pet, you know, that pet niche, right? And obviously, they're going to have to figure out a way to do it. So how do you do it? You know, how do you do it? And, and, and especially if you're breeding. So I would imagine that I guess Antaresia is kind of like maybe a go-to sort of pet over in Australia, you know, it doesn't get as big as a carpet, but you still have the Python thing, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Um, so you could set it up in a big viv and stuff. And and it could be something that you could keep in your house as opposed to like, if you had an, Oh, Pelly Python or a scrub Python, you're going to need like a huge enclosure if you want to do something like that. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I think, I think that they're going to have to, work with racks i mean that's just the reality of it you know you yep. can pretend that that's not the reality but that, that that's the reality
2: yep 100 yeah. that's how it goes you have to have them. i mean yeah. even just to be space efficient you still have to stack cages on like a baker's rack which guess <laughs> what jokes on you you're now using racks
0: That's this is kind of a a large rack.
2: I mean, (laughs) a rack is literally just a different word for a stack of cages on something that rolls.
0: I mean, for me, like again, the whole UVB discussion, notwithstanding, because we do not have a way to provide that kind of lighting in a bin at the moment. For me, a box is a box. Yeah. It matters more what you do with the box <laughs> to enrich right. said box. Right. If you care about welfare, this is what you're talking about. You're talking about enrichment. Mm-hmm. Um, right. If we're not having the UVB discussion and you can do right. that in any box, depending on what you do in the box. <laughs>
1: yeah. If you
0: want to get a different perspective of
1: keeping and how you keep, and you really want to get deep with yourself, right? Go see that animal in the wild.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Come back. Look at that animal in the box. See if you feel the same way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know, man. It really changed me. I used to think that it was goofy that, like, what do you mean you stop keeping snakes once you started field herping? Like, what's what? that's just silly. Why wouldn't you do that? But you see, like, a lot of, like, really hardcore field herpers sort of have moved away from keeping. And then they sort of just become field herpers and observing in the field and whatnot but like I think I I don't want to speak for you two but I think for people like us we're sort of still fascinated by those little behaviors and things that you're not going to be able to see in the field because there's not enough time to to see it you know what I mean like you're not going to be able to come down at six o'clock in the morning with your cup of coffee and run into your snake room and see your snake doing whatever it is that it's doing, because you're just not going to be afforded that. Op- Maybe you will once in a while, but I don't think you're going to get it every morning. You yeah. know. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, even, you know, just seeing California Bay area native species out in the field at work, you know, makes me more excited to come see my animals that I have at home, even though they're not at all the same thing, you know, an ocean away, but because it's, it's just cool. And I can still relate things, you know, I can, I can think, well, at this California king snake that I just saw was doing X, Y, and Z, you know, how would those same parameters maybe affect an Australian species? You know, it just gets the gears turning and yeah, regardless of where you are and what you're seeing, it's, it's actual, natural history, actual ecology, you know, the, it, it's what it's meant to be.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't It's, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's a deep subject for sure. And, you know, I, but I, I really think that's sort of where the divide kind of falls, right? It's because you have people that, you know, I, for lack of a better word, they sort of call it French fence rider type of deal where, you don't want to piss off these people because they watch it. And you don't want to piss off these people because they watch it. Well, yeah. you can't make everybody happy, man. You're going to drive yourself crazy. It is what he's it is. got to
2: accept it. Well, and it's probably, he probably needs to hear that, uh, you know, bar check because yeah. he's made plenty of videos about how he's got anxiety about right what he does and the stress and everything. You know what would help his anxiety if he just picked a side, found some conviction in it, and, you know, learn how to say I don't know and be willing to keep changing and learning and just put one foot in front of the other and go. That's all you gotta do in life.
1: I think I think that's the most frustrating thing for me with the hobby is is that I used to get so mad when Owen used to say this, man. I it used to boil
0: my blood when he was Owen makes you mad sometimes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He would say, well if it's not broke, don't fix it. I mean, listen back to like early 2012 episodes, and I used to say all the time, like, well, maybe we should like figure out this, or maybe we should do this to say, well, if it's not broke, why, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I'll be like, yeah, but that's so close minded. Why do you think that way? Please elaborate.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah, that uh, might be my least favorite saying. Everything that's not broke can still be even less broke. <laughs>
1: like... Yeah. I you know maybe we can relate to it Lucas because as a as a musician right you know yeah when you get to a level you're at that level but now you're going to push to the next level I mean right. I, I don't understand why it's such a, a like hard I got my thing.
0: squire and my line 6 it's not yeah. broke don't fix it It's like yeah. <laughs> Gibson like, nah. yeah, who needs that <laughs> Yeah but, no I mean 100% like what what is that that just rejects the idea of knowledge and progress so eh, we can yeah. be done with that saying now <laughs> yeah agreed
1: yeah which he doesn't say it anymore but yeah he used to and say and clearly it a you know he, owen is
0: definitely an open minded guy that learns so
1: <laughs> oh yeah 100% yeah. i mean he's taught me a lot it's funny how we've sort of like went like this you know like hmm. he he approached the hobby from this way and i'm approaching the hobby from this way and our, like, I, our ideas in the beginning were so different. And, like, eventually over time, like, he's like, I think I feed my snakes too much, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I think I feed my snakes too little. Okay, there we go.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're doing, like, combating carpet yeah. pythons. Yeah. Carpet pythons. Yeah. Intertwined. Yeah. <laughs> 100% yes yeah Um, it's funny that is funny (laughs)
1: yeah but man so what else is going on
0: well
2: still mm. waiting on Crebo eggs
0: so crazy (laughs)
2: 107 days and counting wow so you
0: have to be close right a week maybe a week or two yeah yeah and and four i know you've already told me but four that look good
2: yeah all right Four that look good, nine that look brown
0: and not good. Well, maybe I just, I will admit to something.
1: Uh-oh. Deep thoughts with Lucas. Let's go. We'll Nothing deep getting.
0: at all. Uh, I paid the 100 bucks to get on Black Pearl's waiting list. Oh, nice. cool. That's the only way you can get in line.
2: <laughs> that's the only way you can get in line. And to be frank, it, it might take you two years, but it's worth it.
0: I'm um, I'm more than happy to wait because that'll get me time to get more big cages too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. No, it's uh I mean how many other people are breeding them? It's, that's
0: exactly not not many. You yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean I'm breeding a pair of black tails, but that's exactly. it. Exactly. You know? So no, yeah,
0: to that scale, I don't know of anybody else like
1: that. Yeah. Get out of town.
2: Somebody Huh? Somebody just oh. bomb squad.
3: Oh, oh yeah. there he is. <laughs> G'day. What's up, Scotty? Um, getting there, getting there. Have a book, Len? Have the book. <laughs> <laughs> we have books everywhere at the moment. Ah, <laughs> yeah. ah. I, can't, I can't talk for too long because I should be bagging up books, but that's all right. So, take a breather. How's it going, guys?
2: Good. Again, we're, just, we're we're talking uh, we're talking smack about the hobby being indecisive, and people need to just accept that it's okay that there's a place for for racks, and people just need to not be spineless and just do what they got to do and be themselves.
3: I think people need to admit to that we're all infallible and we all make mistakes. Every Truth. single one of us makes mistakes, Truth. and. Yeah. My wife just I don't know if you heard Ty in the background. She's quite happy (laughs) about that. Um, (laughs) Yes, recorded for for prosperity too, but that's all right. Um, (laughs) Rob Stein will bring it up at the Christmas episode every bloody year or something like that, but that's all right. (laughs) He already has
0: it saved on his computer as of two seconds.
1: He he waits for every little mistake we make. Just it's like, oh! There you go. Jack I'm very Mark. curious
0: to see how many of the different shows he's tracking now, now that there's like 15 of them. like. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, I know. He's got if, too much if work. He was gonna, if he was going to do that, though, I think the first one he really needs to hit is your show, Riley, because yeah. at the end every day, you guys can't seem to pronounce Calubra correctly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man,
3: we're Don't having a hard time former. with the like, Really? Really, colubrid? Like oh, Jesus. Anyway,
2: uh, there there are people near Mate. near me that I've heard them uh, heard call it just colubrids, like just colubrids, and I'm like, where'd the where'd the you go? <laughs> colubrid. <laughs> There's another vowel in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm, so- I'm openly and uh, uh, unashamedly uh, a language killer. I'm I'm American. Yeah,
3: so- what we do best. For- but we did try and explain this to Owen about two Christmas shows ago, I think, didn't we, Eric? And, and it just never got there. It's, it never seems to sort of have sunken, but that's all right, you know. It takes about like five, the five years.
1: Life, so. we, got three more right? Christmas ep- we got three more uh, Christmas episodes to go, and Owen will have it down. So it's, it's five five-year process, you know what I mean? You <laughs> <laughs> can't give up. Are you saying it <laughs> takes, can't give up.
3: Are you saying it takes five years for Owen to take on a concept? Yes, five
1: years, and then he will be solid, man. He will be solid, I promise you. He will be the biggest preacher of that concept, no worries. You
0: I know. used to be such a normal, like, <laughs> solid, colubrid sayer, but now I keep hearing these two say, colubrid? Right. And now I keep landing somewhere in the middle, which nobody understands. <laughs> it's like I keep right, yeah. following
3: what? Tape. Following what Zach says, what Zach yeah. says. All right. Well, he says at the end of the If he's your supervisor, follow what your supervisor says. I I, uh, I do fair as, play.
0: I, I want to be loafman when I grow up, so I'm soaking you, it up. You like want to be a loafman when? You grow up? Yeah,
3: mate. It looks like you've got a long time to go with that baby face of yours. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, mate, you look like a ten-year-old kid. <laughs> do Obviously, you, do you like actually throwing newspapers, uh, you know, as you're going down the street on your pushbike. You know? Do
0: you know how old I
3: am? <laughs> you're the most intelligent ten-year-old gone around. was at Woodstock. saw the man
0: Yeah, all
3: right. Thanks, thanks, honey. Ty, Ty's giving me shit in the background about how old I apparently look. But that's all right. I haven't really <laughs> changed no. the last 20 years except for getting fatter. So if if
0: I'm 10, you're a you're a solid 28. <laughs> solid 28. <Yeah>. 28, <laughs> uh, Okay. If I'm 10. Wow.
3: <laughs> wow. Wow. There we go. So are you guys drinking coffee or what? Or is it too late in the afternoon for you guys?
0: Breadles and uh, brews for me.
3: I have some coffee. I've, black black white. White. I've, I've already white. switched
2: over to the, the other poison.
3: Excellent. Well, I'm drinking coffee in my coffee mug that came from my wife. I don't know what she's trying to say to me there. <laughs>
1: I think it's pretty clear, man.
3: Yeah. 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 Could be nice, but that's all right. character building. So, yeah, look, I suppose getting back completely, I completely derailed the topic. So um, that's all right. Uh. You were talking about some stuff with regards to bar check and all the rest of it. Um, mm-hmm. I'll throw my two cents in. Bar checks. No. My biggest problem <laughs> with bar check. Did you hear that in the background? Yeah, said no.
1: <laughs> she said no, don't do it.
3: <laughs> uh, she, oh, sorry, she me well, to, um, to, pre-
2: to preface it, Scott, we were talking about this video that this this um, channel called Research and Reptiles put out, in this. This guy over in uh, in the UK put out a very well spoken, eloquent video about why he thinks people are still upset at, at Barchick, and his his sort of evidence based discussion was that um, he kind of talks out of both sides of his mouth, saying racks are you know perfect for ball pythons, but then he's doing the naturalistic thing, saying everybody needs to do naturalistic stuff and. And so like he kind of just appeals to whatever audience is talking to him at that moment. And it seems that he, he kind of flip flops on on this one issue or several similar issues, um, depending on the time of day and who's who's talking about it. So he can't pick a side. And, and, and my impression was that he's no longer a reptile guy. He just cares about the analytics on his YouTube and just kissing as much ass as possible. He's no longer a reptile guy. He's just a personality on a camera now. And that's why he can't pick a side. It's because he's burnt out and he's lost his passion about it all.
3: So and now it's just a YouTube. So probably, you, so you, uh, in another way, you, in another way you could phrase it is he's a politician.
2: Yeah, yeah, a really, a really, uh, a really well seasoned one. It seems
3: he acts right, just like in that. that in that, if Barchek's talking to a group of rack keepers, he's pro rack.
0: Mm-hmm. If he's
3: talking to a group of people that are naturalistic. Sensolato-type type terminology, um, mm-hmm. whether it be it's a cage that looks like it's naturalistic or it's actually a naturalistic enclosure, um, he, he's championing those things. Um, the yeah. issue that a lot of people have with Barczyk, it would seem, and, and I'll speak for myself here, is the fact that he's not honest about certain stuff. Yes. You know, the, the, stuff, the, the example of that was, you know, he came on and he did this... Uh, episode on one of the other podcasts and said that he was going to tell the truth on from now on and all the rest of it and then he turned around and told everyone in the same breath that he was catching venomous snakes here in australia as part of that venom hunters bullshit which he didn't catch any of those venomous snakes they were all yeah. being supplied by a keeper, uh, keeper out at ipswich and it was all all rubbish and all the rest of it so the, the hmm. problem that people have there is they go oh well they give him a second chance and then he turns around and uh-huh. it, it's pretty apparent that he's not being honest um Uh don't get me wrong not everybody's perfect no one's ever going to be perfect sure but he could have easily turned around and said that yeah we we staged for camera that's what we did that's what most documentaries almost all documentaries almost all photography you see in books all the rest of it is staged all right most people don't walk up to an animal and it's all automatically curled up. You're sitting there beautifully and it doesn't have a stick anywhere and it's always having to be <laughs> sitting on the top of a rocky ridge and there's a sunset in the background and all the rest of it. Right. No, the animal been put there <laughs> and the person's photographed it that way and all the rest of it. They've made it look what it looks nice for, the, for them and for the picture that they're trying to take. It's a piece of art. Right. So there is sort of some people understand that this is what it is. And then you look at an in-situ photo and that's, you know, a lot of people get a lot more excited about those in-situ photos, those truly in-situ, because you're getting to see a snapshot of the ecology of that particular species, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't mean to say that you can have a, that that photo might not look as nice as a a posed one. Sure. But as long as you're honest that that photo is posed, no one seems to give a shit too much. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, of every I, I think time Eric goes out herping and they go out and find timbers and the photographs they, they share of like the timber that's it's under the rock. They haven't pulled it out. You can just see a little piece of it. And what you're looking at in the photo has more of the surrounding environment and details about what that snake experience is. And then you just have a but little of a snake. And that's the beauty to me.
3: In, in that case, though, it's also because Eric and Owen are scared of venomous snakes. <laughs>
2: Eric, you're muted.
1: You're
3: muted.
2: <laughs> Eric, you muted yourself.
1: I'm not afraid to admit it. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Owen, Owen, be the first to tell you, he does. He's afraid to keep himself safe. He knows he'll be a dead man. Well,
2: that's why I <laughs> sent him the monkey backpack. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, no, that
0: doesn't work with venomous snakes. There's
2: no shame in it. In in you know, admitting that you're not going to to mess with the venomous snake because you don't trust your abilities or whatever. (laughs) Like there's, I respect that more than the people that, Go hold my beer, get your phone, film this, and, like, rip a rock apart and do whatever. Oh, crap.
0: Is. Where'd my cobra go?
2: Uh, let you me – the- I got bit on the arm by a taipan. Let's stop the- and take some photos. Let's uh, – <laughs> let, uh, can you get a photo of me in my hospital bed, please? I need to post this on Instagram before I lose
1: consciousness. Mm-hmm. My uh, my favorite part of the West Texas trip was being able to be side by side with Phil. And, like, Phil talking to me about the proper way – like here's a, here's a, just in how you pick up a venomous snake with the hook, as opposed to how I pick up a snake in my snake room with a hook, you know, totally different. Hmm. And I would be dead, <laughs> you know? So I, you know, I want to, I want to learn, but I'm also not, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to be somebody that I'm not, you know, I, I'm, a am I'm, I'm okay with, with, observing that snake go you know <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> try to pick it up but 100 yeah but yeah. that was the coolest
1: part because i i never realized and scott you probably know this better than any of us is that there's so, and i hear you guys talk about it on snakes and stogies all the time such a technique to it you know and i'm thinking like what's the technique man you just scoop the snake up with the stick well <laughs> that's
3: right <laughs> There is a technique, and the reason there's a technique is that you really don't want them falling off the hook because if they right. fall off the hook, now you've got an upset snake at your feet. Um, right. Or, or even worse, in your hands. That's right. Down the yeah. Hook. Oh, look, they'll, they'll come off the yeah. hook when you're hook and failing. They come off the hook all the time. So, oh, yeah. you know, you, you've got to be able to sort of manage the way uh, manage the way that they're moving on the, on the hook and then be able to sort of turn their body and turn the musculature in the body and sort of know how to take them off balance so you can do it relatively safely. Um, At the same time, though, a lot of the times, I mean, you guys all work with colubrids as well. And, you know, you imagine the most runny colubrid that you've got, try to pick that up with a hook. If Uh you're always picking them up with a hook, you start to get pretty... Reasonable at picking things up with a hook when you can't put uh-huh. your hand in there, to, uh-huh. you know, it's just not an option, I suppose. And the other side of it, too, is that you guys would use your hands to pick snakes up. I don't use my hands to pick up snakes anymore. It doesn't matter whether it's a carpet python or a, a green tree snake or a common tree snake, I pick them up with a hook. I pick everything up with a hook, it's a lot easier. So, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I would say when I'm cleaning snakes, I oh pretty much a hundred percent of the time I'm using a hook, but yeah. just with his technique and like, I don't know, I, I, maybe it's just Phil's awesome voice and he's just soothing me to, into a sense of security about holding a, you know, a black tailed rattlesnake. <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> well it was I mean, cool. There,
2: there, there's definitely something to be said too, for, for practice and muscle memory gets you used to it. I mean, I remember when I was first, learning to handle venomous properly with two hooks and safely do it. It was the most awkward thing. Um, Like I actually had to watch what I, the way I was moving my hands and what I was doing. And, and after a few years, it, it just becomes sort of second nature. And the hooks are sort of extensions of your hands and you sort of kind of get this feel to how to twist and turn things. And I wouldn't say I have the most experience or the most diverse uh, species list to my name of what I've worked with, but, yeah, there's definitely some training wheels that come with it.
0: It's probably so very species specific too, right? In mm-hmm. terms of how well they'll take to to those yeah. tools.
3: Yeah. yeah. Hooking a death adder and a taipan is completely different, but right. um, at, at the same time, there's a couple of tricks that you can use. One of the things that I find is actually really simple is where your thumb is placed on the hook. If you always, if you take a little bit of care initially. And go right. I'm always going to put my thumb at two o'clock on the uh, on the re- on the shaft of the hook, so I know that where my hand is at, when my thumb is at two o'clock. is you know where your thumb is sitting, you don't need to look at where your thumb is. You can then work that out as to where the uh, the the loop of the hook is, or where the, the the cradle of the hook is, and you can you don't then need, need to be looking at the where your hand's placed or anything like that, you know exactly where the end of your hook is. So when you're trying to hook in behind a rock or in behind a, a hide box or underneath paper, you don't need to be looking at the end of the hook to know where you, the, the hook orientation is. So it's yeah. little things like that that actually make a huge difference to venomous keeping that means nothing in regards to working with something that doesn't hurt you if it bites. Right, right. Comparatively yeah, yeah. speaking. So, yeah, um,
2: chat, Justin's in the chat talking about a specific grip on the Venom Life hooks that seems like it, it, it's exactly what you're saying. It has some contour that with some muscle memory and hand memory, just by knowing how the contours are on the hooks, you know exactly the, the angle your hook is based on where you're moving it with the grip.
3: Yeah, I think the Venom Life hooks um, have got a, a flat top that is um, parallel to the, the, saddle, the, the cradle of the hook. So you always know that if you if the flat point is pointing up, then you know that the the cradle, or the hook is pushing up as well. So um, it's it's certainly not a bad idea. Um, you know, different people do things in a slightly different way, and, mm-hmm. and it's it's you know that's the that's the tiny difference between sort of working with venomous for a really long time versus just coming into it um, fairly fairly recently, I suppose. But you know, I mean, look that. The other thing is too to remember when working with venomous snakes is most of the time they don't want to bite you anyway. So, you know, you've got to be doing some pretty silly things to to get a bite in the first place. So as well as, you know, you you look at how many people out there that don't get bitten playing with venomous snakes and you see the crazy things that they do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you've only got to look at snake ID places to see just how many, um, how many very lucky people there are out there when they open up the cardboard box and you look into it and you see what's in there so yeah
1: <laughs> oh man yeah, yeah that's uh, a great point <laughs> i'd
2: like to keep a, a perfect record attached to my name for as long as
3: i can or live <laughs> yeah did <ditto. Yeah. laughs> yeah so anyway all right I mean, well look i better get back to it because i'm gonna get yeah. shit with them if i don't um
2: yeah i mean those them. books aren't gonna get over here without you packing them so we can't no they're not, they're
1: not. <laughs> no Sorry. Oh, oh, that's the boy. bat so <laughs> that check writing
3: on the bag it's obviously not
1: scott
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh man I can't wait for that. Boy. <laughs> so See, Scott- you know what you need to yeah. do. You need to be, You guys need to be pushing Ty to come on one of your episodes because she's yeah, always man. she's talking a big game, but she's um <laughs> she's hiding at the other end of the house.
1: Just what is this? <laughs>
2: <running>? <laughs> she she's the smart hurt keeper who gets uh gets her little shots in and then leaves.
1: Just pew pew. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent.
2: She, you're the shield. You take all the 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 volleys of abuse and harassment from everybody who disagrees with your opinions, and she just sits in the back and just snipes little arrows out. Oh,
1: she gets his weed. Out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so both, before
2: both, before, both before you leave,
1: yeah,
2: yeah, where where can, where can our book? yeah where can our audience get your if, book? If
3: you want to sign if you want signed copies, um, through our website www Wildlifedemonstrations.com. Um, and I will say though, guys, um, if you did want to order, I'm here yeah, then. If you can, know. no, come on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hello, hi, you
3: just want to get a group together because it'll be cheaper on postage as opposed yeah. to one order per person. Yes. Sorry, yeah, sorry, we can't do anything about that. It's a yeah. killer. No, that's how it goes. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. That's shipping. The, po- the postage sucks ass um, sending stuff across, but, um, but yeah, seriously, if you, if you want to get a groupies together, happy to, to do a, um, a group thing, but just shoot us an email first so we can, we can make it, make it work. Absolutely. So. Okay. Awesome. Absolutely.
0: I can't wait to get my hands on that.
3: Yeah. Me 100%. I and my we've still got some copies ago. of the... We've still got copies of the Snake and Frog book as well, so you know if you're going to buy one and and get hit on the postage, you won't model well buy the others. Oh, I need the Frog.
0: Book. The trilogy. I don't have the Frog
3: book. It's a good man. Well, it's, that's, good. that's actually my sixth now, Lucas. I've done six books.
1: Dang.
0: Oh yeah, no, I just meant if you get them all three in the box.
3: <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and that's. You know, at two hundred and eighty species, two hundred and forty-five, and two hundred and thirty-nine, I think it is. It's a it's a fair whack of Australia's herpetofauna in one place. It's awesome. That's, that's badass. Yeah. So, yeah. thank Very you so nice. much. Yeah, we're, we're we're renovating at the moment. That's why the roof looks like shit too. So, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah, Just because I didn't have help. enough to do, I thought we'd renovate the house too. Why not? <laughs> hey,
2: you busy right? Justin wants to know when we're getting the angry old Aussie handbook.
3: (laughs) (laughs) See, Justin needs to start doing more shows at this time of the day because most of the time he's asleep when he's doing his own podcast.
1: <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Mic
3: <Mitra>. drop. Boom! <laughs> Ouch! Oh, that's good.
1: that's
3: freaking good. Oh man! Uh, yeah, that's all right. We're gonna we're gonna have a little bit of fun. Oh, um, yeah. in, in all seriousness, though, I mean, he must do some crazy hours because yeah. he he's he's there, and then suddenly he's he's just like, yeah. I'm yeah. all banged out. It's like he hasn't had enough bangs that night, and that's it. He's just done.
2: Dude, I can't <laughs> oh. handle that much energy drinks and that those late nights and early mornings and work and kids and everything. I would not be able to hang. So yeah. Man,
0: that's
1: you awesome. guys are like half my age. Come on, man. Getting up at four, going to bed at eleven o'clock at night, or herping all oh, night Oh heck, long. no, Come dude. On.
0: Yeah, I go dude, to bed at seven thirty when I have the four a.m. wake.
3: up. <laughs> ah. You've also. Say- You've also got to remember that Justin has to herp twenty four seven. All right, he's always urban herping at his place. <laughs> he's always right. got a bucket like <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's, he's got a list. Of,
2: <laughs> he's got the perpetual list of lost in the house, too fine. <laughs>
3: Oh, he's coming hey, strong tonight! You know? Hey, hey, oh. look! At the end of the day, right? Justin's found more animals in his house than <laughs> Lucas has found in the field. <laughs> oh.
0: oh. Brutal. <Brittle. laughs>
2: Tyson with the knife. I realised Lucas can
1: say whatever he wants, and he could outrun you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh my
3: god! (laughs) (laughs) This is all hell.
0: (sighs) Yeah, Uh, you want to make
3: sure, Lucas, that if you're going to try this, you're not doing it on a hill because I'll just lay the fuck down and I'll roll down (laughs) after. (laughs) Uh,
0: It'll
3: be like a scene from fucking Indiana Jones. Are you are, the the Rock. rock?
0: That's so good.
3: <laughs> oh, this, this show is officially going to shit. Oh, um, I love it. This is exactly yeah. where we want it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what you got? You on. Uh, oh you got
0: man. that
1: you got that magical coffee chocolate milk drink in that coffee cup, don't you? That one that uh we love so much. Oh i uh,
3: No, 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 no. This is good. <laughs> This is just a normal – it's just a regular morning coffee, so. Oh, okay. (laughs) No, no, it's good good fun, mate. It's good fun. I'm going a little bit crazy because of COVID over here. We've had – you know, it's crazy, right? So you guys have COVID over there and it's just everywhere. We have four cases (laughs) or five cases over here. They lock everything down. Can't do anything.
0: That's anyway. crazy. He's yeah, crazy. we just we just let people die. No biggie.
2: <laughs> that is what it is. We got, too, we got too many to keep track of around here. We're like, oh, who? Well, yeah, we follow anyway.
1: nature. Survival of the fittest. It yeah. Is what it
0: is. <laughs> yeah.
1: Somehow. If you make it you're
0: good. Uh, Laugh through the pain. Laugh through the pain. Don't worry, That's he's gonna good, go
1: mate. on snakes and stogies on Monday, and
3: then he's gonna bust all of our stones. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> uh it'll be back. <laughs> hey, I didn't I didn't bust Phil stones. I haven't been nasty to Phil today. How, uh, how
1: the could the
3: day is young. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's always <laughs> <in> the same <laughs> No, <thing. laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, Phil's all right. He, he's all okay. He's um Phil. Glitter Phil, yeah. To, uh, ask him about the glitter when you saw him next. Oh no! <laughs> Did you guys glitter his uh, his air conditioning on a herping or something? <laughs> no, oh, I'm going to leave it for him to explain to you guys so at, oh, at some point. Right. Sort of just I'll just ask Phil about the glitter. Oh, so. right. Glitter Phil. Oh not boy, not oh boy. Oh, so how's the herping wow. in Southern Cali at the moment? Have you been going going out chasing red diamondbacks and? Southern Pacific rattlesnakes. And-
2: I have not gotten out at all this year. I have not gotten anywhere. Um the other day I was like, Man, it's it's perfect snake hunting weather. It was like sundown, kind of like seven thirty-eight, and it was like eighty degrees. Like and I knew that if I'd have hit up Allen and found like you know, gone out to the roads out there where we went, we'd have we'd have definitely found some stuff. It's
3: yeah, it great. so I've got a legitimate question for a change. Why don't you guys keep outside in California? Oh, um, that's
2: actually a good question. I I personally just don't have a backyard to Yeah, I'm in an
0: apartment. That being
2: said, (laughs) at at the shop, we've got um, five outdoor enclosures with uh, Russian tortoises, Herman's tortoises, uh, a big group of red tegus, some blue tegus, and some Argentine black and whites that live outside. how cold does it get dealing um What's it, can dip it below freeze it can dip below freezing we have there's like two or three weeks in I'd say middle of January late January yeah. where at night it does get below 32 and so like,
0: like where I'm at closer to the bay it never really gets much below 40 you know rarely rarely
2: now if I had uh I yeah, know, I again outside i would run just heat mats for the heated dens at night for the winter but where i'm at right now um we had a a hundred and
3: 116 last week
0: no it was disgusting it was horrible
3: (laughs) right you could keep parentes lace monitors carpets spreadles, all that outside all around
0: I yeah. think about that a lot, how it's kind of, it yeah. would be perfect for brettles. <laughs> yeah,
3: brettles. I think, I think most of them
2: are honestly. I mean, all you have to do is have an insulated box for nighttime. And I
0: think they'd, they'd do just fine. Yeah. Scott well, had me oh, <laughs> <laughs> Rusty Spork, kill Owen for Parenti.
3: <laughs> hey. hey, so you guys know how we do those. Um, We do the magnets in the first hundred books that come out. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. you guys might know about that. Did you yeah. want to see what the magnet is? Yeah. For this one. So this is it. This is the first time it's ever been seen. Mm-hmm. Say that? Ah yes. The thorny devil. Yes. So nice. That thorny is a pick from Hal Cogger because all I can find are splattered ones on the road. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah. That's brutal.
1: I hear that a lot.
3: Like everybody that
1: I hear that talks about herpin for them. Finds them all over the road, but
3: rarely finds a live one. That sucks. I'm up to I'm up to 17 dead ones. Oh, oh man. man! Yeah, it sucks ass.
0: That's horrible. So
3: you know, but that's all right. Look, it is what it is. But um, but just yeah. got to keep so going yeah. out, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you air. go. It's only 12 hours drive to get to the habitat from where I am.
1: Come um, on, stop your whining, man. <laughs> Just get in the car and go.
2: <laughs> 12 and a half hours drive versus 36 hour flight.
1: Thanks,
3: fellas. You know what? It's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> it there you go Alan, uh,
0: uh, Alan says his brittles are going to go in the yard. He's up near Riley.
2: I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure his I mean,
3: neighbor. I, honestly, I'd be 100%. You should be keeping more stuff outside. It's so much yeah. better for the animals too.
0: Oh, 100%. as soon as I can, I plan on it.
3: Yeah. Well, that whole gym like gym year, even you, right? It out be the window, your right? six months of the yeah. year. Yeah. Keep your exactly. diamonds six months of the year outside in a rolling cage. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah,
2: I would. I would. You know,
3: like there's one no one. reason why yeah. you couldn't have like a uh, like a bird aviary, I suppose, on okay. on wheels. Mm-hmm. That you keep the bin yeah. inside that's got basking lights and stuff like that, and then when it gets to right, the temperature's not going to drop below 45 at night, and the temperatures yeah. aren't going to be higher than X. Roll the thing outside, put it out yeah. put them outside. You'll see a huge difference in your diamonds. I would love to be able to do that. Love, yeah. That. Why
0: do you have a pool, Eric? Fill that thing up with concrete and put diamond cages on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: funny about. What was it like a month ago me and Scott were talking on the phone and he was telling me about this. And, you know, I'm sitting there and my wheels start turning or whatever. So my wife is out there and she's, you know, looking at the yard. Oh, I'd like to do this. I'd like to do that. And I was like, what about <laughs> I use this area for like a cage for, you know, a couple snakes to put out here. She's like, what?
3: Now you're taking over the outside too. I was like, oh. yeah. <laughs> so, what, so what you do, right
0: is you do, like,
3: do three garden beds, right? But make the garden bed big enough that you can just roll the cages in between the the plants, (laughs) right? Ah, see? So you you set it up. Oh, here's this really nice garden bed. Why is it, like, a weird E shape? Oh, that's okay. (laughs) It'll be fine. So then what you do is actually, I'll, I'll make the cage to fit in between the garden beds. That way it doesn't, like, jut out too far. And that right. way the edges of the cages just sort of mold into the, the garden that's around it as well. Now, if you use Australian genius. native plants, it could be like your little piece of Australia that oh. when you're not there. It I'm working genius. on it, man.
1: I'm working on it. I got a whole room full of Australian plants that I'm trying to learn how to take care of. Uh pretty cool. That's
3: that's we a whole other hobby that, in um, itself. We picked up that Australian habitats book for eight dollars at the book fair the other day.
0: Son of a bitch.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> We're a pretty happy with it. I'll be keeping an eye out for it. It's not a bad looking book. So. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like you it. Know. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I can so. dream. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I can walk outside. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> no. I would drive 35 <laughs> hours to get to <laughs> to get to somewhere
3: in Australia. Yeah. Uh, well... You know, but uh, look, I, I don't think that'll be happening. I don't, I don't know if it'll even be happening in twenty twenty two. These days, I, I'm listen. I'm
1: banking on twenty twenty three. So if it happens in twenty twenty two, it's a bonus. But I don't know if I yeah, can make it to twenty twenty four. Man, I might be fucking dead. <laughs> no,
3: you better not, dude. How <laughs> was bloody speaking of speaking of herb trips? How was Maddie and Jake's bloody trip and, and Christy Jensen's trip up the Cape. Oh, jeez. help 15 oh, green in four days. Unbelievable. Wow, that was insane. And, and, and they, the and one they one got night and they got Tithor the and they got and they got... They basically got everything that you want to get up there bar uh, Dorianus, I think. I don't think they got Dorianus. And and Maddie was trying to get an Imoya and he didn't get an Imoya, so... No. 12, oh, 15 freaking green pythons,
2: and they're all like the epitome of... Yeah. The perfect green with the
3: white. Oh, my God.
1: It's crazy. Me and Rob kept watching that video over and over. It played on like a loop one and two when he was here last week. We just kept watching it all week. We're like, uh, wouldn't it be cool to be there right now? Look, another green python. Look, <laughs> another green python. <laughs> like, uh,
2: those those are the only condros I would ever consider keeping, period. Yeah if i could get true blue no lie no nonsense aussie green pythons i would i would invite morelia viridis back into my life
1: they're the <laughs> best looking of the green pythons man I, it's a green okay. snake yellow belly white stripe
3: yeah perfect Yep. i have got to get up and see them in the scrub i haven't seen them in the bush i haven't been to iron range yet so no yeah, that's that's, oh, wow. that's on the cards for me so <laughs> Well, it sounds like we all need to go. Yeah. So, I'll go yeah, anywhere. I haven't been places. on the
0: continent yet. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, go it's ahead. funny, right? Like, you talk about Blackheads and Womers, you, uh, and I found Blackheads and Womers within a kilometer of each other. Right. On the road. And
0: really? What area awesome was that, if you don't mind me asking?
3: Uh, I won't give you the GPS location on no, here. No, no, but, no, but um, yeah. <laughs> between... Uh, between Augathella and Bacaldon. So uh, it's in uh, it's about 600 kilometres from the coast of um, coast of southern Queensland.
0: Okay. That's awesome. So, That's super cool. Um,
3: Rigolo stuff, so the uh, same population yeah. of animals, uh, the same population group, I suppose, of animals that are uh, the stuff that Melissa Brinton works on. So she's a... I... Down at St George at the property down there, Orgathel is about 250 kilometers north of that. So
0: she's wonderful. Um, I got to talk to her for the first time a couple of weeks back, and and it was awesome picking her brain. She's she seems like a really cool person.
3: Yeah, well, let's say you probably get blackheads where she is as well. At uh, mm. St George, where that where those bloomers are, they probably get blackheads there too. Well, they certainly yeah. wouldn't be far from it if they're not there. Yeah.
0: Oh man, I I freaking love them. I can't get enough of the Aspidites. <laughs>
3: I'd love to see an updated phylogeny on them because I suspect there's probably a little bit of speciation going on there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So, um, not that we want to validate names, but I wouldn't surprise me if there was uh, a couple of things there that were were sitting there that hadn't been necessarily named yet. So, um
0: Do sure. yeah. you think so for both womas and blackheads, or one more so than the other?
3: I think it's just clonal variation in blackhead pythons. It's a okay. continuous distribution all the way across. Um, whereas in WAMAs, you've got some – you do actually have some sort of population. So, sure. Um,
0: some more disjunct uh,
3: little – Yeah, there, there, yeah. Is some, there is some some things yeah. going on there, I think. But, you know, well, wow. I don't know. They, they could be just a very wide-ranging taxon, and there's gene flow between those populations, and, and therefore they're probably not different species so, or subspecies. So well,
2: if they are, can we name one of – one of them, Aspidites Ramseyi, Rileyi. No, <laughs> <laughs>
3: piss people off. All all of the populations have names. All of the populations have names, um, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it's whether those names are. I mean, they current. Those names are all currently in synonymy because they, um, uh, <coughs> because it, it hasn't been demonstrated. Um, reliably, that they shouldn't be anything more than what they are at the moment. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: mm-hmm. and hose didn't Hoser do a bunch of stuff with that? <laughs> you said the name twice. Ah, is that is that a rule? <laughs> oh no! Can't yeah, say it again. I, did I break a rule?
1: It, yeah, you say it three times, and he shows up all like the <laughs>
0: Ah, crap!
3: I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I'll see myself out. Goodbye, everybody. No, just kidding. <laughs>
3: How dare you? Yeah, Lucas Lucas Lee's about getting in trouble from his supervisor, I think. But that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is this
1: is when we pull the uh, the Owen plug. We just do the whoop. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right, guys. I, I really have to go. as, as right. much as as much as this is a lot of fun, and I'd love to keep going. I've got a shitload of stuff to do, and right on, um, yeah. But please please guys get out there, support us authors, and, and buy the book if you don't mind. And Definitely, if not, 100%. feel free to hit us up and ask us a whole heap of questions.
0: Um, absolutely. Thank absolutely. you, Scott. It's good to good Thanks to talk you, to you, man. Winning
3: us today. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye. See ya. Bye. Uh,
2: I'm
0: so abused.
2: <laughs> the
1: great Scott Aper. I forgot. I usually don't have... try to pull the, the Trump card, but uh I, can you even say that anymore? I don't know. Is that the right word? To the use anymore? Part, well, <laughs> well, that was a term before he was president. I might get canceled. Yeah, <laughs> that you was might. A
2: term before he was president. It just really yeah. fit that the biggest asshole the country could put in that chair had the same last name. So, <laughs> yeah, good point. Fair well play. said.
0: <laughs>
2: but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I we're mean, off the rails right.
0: tonight. Woo-hoo. <laughs> just uh, you know. I'll never say that that name again. It got me kicked off the stream and that just it's like touching the hot pan. I get it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You have to learn the hard way. Um, So did you guys, Uh you guys listen to the blacklist episode of um, yes. Fight club. What were your impressions on that one about the discussion of, should we blacklist people or should there be forgiveness now before i i, I do want to hear what you guys thoughts where i did feel like there was just more of a free-flowing discussion and it wasn't too much of a a battle in that one per se because i yeah. think there was too much moral um ground at stake that everybody just kind of stuck it right where they felt the the arrow needed to go and it it was a great great discussion but i've been meaning to i've been meaning to hear both of your guys's um opinions and inputs on it because quite frankly i consider both of you too much more well thought out level-headed individuals kind of like cooler heads calmer heads prevail sort of thing um <laughs> I, I, no i'll be the first to admit it i get fired up i'm i'm a bit of a a hothead and I, i'll go from zero to pedal to the metal real quick um hmm. but that doesn't mean well, it's I like a wa-
1: it's it's like a fine wine; you sort of mellow with age. I don't know what Lucas's thing is, but like you know, oh, I, I was constantly filled was with rage. <laughs> yeah. He was just
2: cork. He was just cork. So I have so much I... rage
0: inside me that I put on this very friendly, calm mask. <laughs> yeah, that's even like, scarier. To right? keep the world from burning. Um,
1: sorry, Riley, go ahead. Nate <laughs> yeah. killer over here. Um, I, I cut you off.
2: <laughs> I would. I just wanted to know what what your guys' thoughts were because. I do think there's value in trying to give people second chances if they are genuine and if they did make a mistake. And I do think ultimately we want growth and perpetual acceptance and community growth in the hobby. I don't think anybody's denying that. But I don't think I could sit here and tell you without disbelieving my own words that there are people who are just genuinely malicious and out Mm -hmm. to start a fire and piss on it just to piss people off and, and do things um, of lower moral character and ethics to, to, you know, just be that guy and scam people. So on the other hand, I can see why we have this discussion of should we blacklist people? So I wanted to know what your guys thoughts were, because ultimately I think I respect your opinions a lot.
0: Go ahead, because, go. Oh, okay. We're, we're yeah. so polite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we could
2: never be on Fight Club
0: <laughs> yeah. multiple. Well, movies. I was gonna say like that. Is, that that might be my favorite episode. I really loved that one, and like the side banter on climate change was great. And yeah, yeah. it was it was a really good episode. Um, I mean, I'm definitely a. a I think the answer to this question is is more. Um, it's more a reflection of you than anything else um, personally. And and for me, I think that I am more of a forgiving person to a point. And then if you use up all of your chances with me and you don't put in an effort to learn, then I feel that I am a, the opposite and I probably will never speak to you again. So it's kind of that whole thing where like I, I, I give a very, very long leash and then, if that doesn't work, it's done. So for me personally, I think that um, we should always start by trying to, you know, lead with compassion and empathy and educate a person on why we're upset with them. Right. You should mm-hmm. I, I respectfully, you know, the shouting matches that then that never Hits, yes, Jack. <laughs> I'm Jack Power, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Um, hit him with the bazooka, <laughs> you know. It just leading out guns blazing is that just inflames both sides, are just going to yeah. be more apart, right? right? So, go in respectfully, explain with a level head your issue, and then either that person is going to hear you and also respond with. You know, maybe making some concessions, maybe saying, I hear you, I disagree, maybe saying, I hear you, but you're right and I will change, you know, whatever it is, like, you got to go into it that way and then, you know, see what happens, reevaluate, you know if it becomes something that's a recurring problem, if you have to do that over and over and over again, then well, yeah, maybe you start to say this isn't worth my trouble anymore. Right. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little bit more philosophical, but in terms of like an actual list, like a literal list that exists somewhere with right. names, right. I don't think that that's the best way to go about anything, but I think that we can all as a, as a group, has one reptile community consciousness that talks to each other, uh, kind of maybe agree that a few folks just aren't really worth our attention and effort and time anymore. You know, I, I I do agree with that. And I think that some of the worst apples in the bunch, the best way to, uh, to move on from them is to just pretend like they're not there.
2: (laughs) Challenges with billions of people on the planet and millions of reptile keepers, there's always going to be some people that either don't have that experience, don't share that opinion or just live under a rock and don't know what's going on. So.
0: Yeah. That's my initial thought, but Eric, please.
1: This is always a tough subject because, um, who, you know, to Robert's point, who decides who's good and who's bad. Right. Um, I think the, the thing that, the thing that I always don't, the thing that I always have a problem with when, when, so first of all, it depends on what the mistake is, right? Um, I think we all make mistakes. We all make bad calls, judgment calls. Uh, we've all done it. You know, we've all thought that we're doing the right thing. Or maybe you, I think of Owen, right? Um <laughs> I think of how Owen used to get this. Yeah, I know. I was right. I was good. <laughs>
0: <Sorry, yeah.
1: laughs> Owen would always get this bad rap. And, you know, but look at it from Owen's perspective for a second, right? I, Owen is not the guy that's necessarily dealing with booking the guest. So he's not having that face-to-face. Um, he's not the one that's answering emails. So he's not that face-to-face. So there's no from his perspective, right, he's never interacting with people. I mean, he is. Don't get me wrong. People are contacting Owen. I'm not saying they just are contacting me, per se. But then when we're at a reptile show and somebody walks up and they start talking to me and they don't talk to Owen, it's it's a bit disrespectful, right? So now Owen gets this rap where he's sort of like rubbed as this guy that's like, you know, like he doesn't want to talk to people or whatever, which, you know, he's got a let's, let's face it. I mean, he has a little bit of this persona where he sort of plays like the jokester, you know, he's kind mm-hmm. of the, 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 you know, that guy that's sort of his, his persona or whatever. And I think that it's not fair to judge him based off of it, because if you were in his shoes, wouldn't you feel some type of way? It's like, you know, Hey, I'm doing the podcast too. Like, why are you just talking to him and you're not talking to me? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I can understand where somebody might make a, say something or whatever. And like, shit, man, I've, I've said things that I regret saying and wish I didn't say or whatever, but it wasn't because I, it wasn't because it was just because I was taught it sometimes, you know, you guys know is when we talk on here, sometimes we're talking and, you know, we say things are not taken the right way or whatever. So I think a bit of perspective with everything is sort of important, right? Like try to put yourself in that other person's shoes and see what happened. I think where the hobby needs to step up a little more is, you know, when we all talk about, a certain person, but yet we all continue to support that person with our dollar. To me, that's just that's just that's just stupid, right? <laughs> you stop supporting that person, and they'll go away. They'll, like if you if you're if, if your mo usually that person is somebody that's selling snakes and they do some kind of scam. I guess like to me that's what <laughs> would get you blacklisted. What else would really get you blacklisted per se? Um, in the reptile hobby, right? You treat animals bad abuse.
0: Yeah. Um, Killing your yeah, animals, yeah, abuse.
1: Right. You know. To me, there's obvious lines. Right. You know what I'm For saying? Sure. So, so to yeah. me, that's the blacklist, you there's know, like, certainly I, tears, <laughs> but that's my blacklist. Right. And my blacklist may be different than your blacklist
0: and your blacklist, but maybe
1: there's certain people that intersect on both of those blacklists that, right. you know, I don't know. I, I won't even give them I won't even say their name because I won't give them the platform, because today our culture is based off of as soon as I say the name, you're going to go and see why I'm upset. So now all of a sudden you went and watched their YouTube videos or whatever it would be. Um, you know what I mean? You know, I, I, I um, so I, I try not to get uh, to me rather than focus on that negative way. I tried to steer it towards more of a positive way. So, you know, if I don't like what prehistoric pets is doing on their YouTube videos, uh, I'm going to go and say, okay, rather than smash them, I'm going to go and promote Matt Somerville's YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. I'm going to promote, prevent, uh, you know, uh, promote a podcast that I like, or I'm going to promote uh, somebody in the had a positive interaction with, or they sold me a solid animal, or they did something that was above and beyond. But I think like this idea that, because here's a, here's an example of what I'm guilty of, right? I work probably 60 hours a week. I probably am editing podcasts for another 20 hours a week. Um, that's not a lot of hours left in the week for me to do, you know, spend time with my wife, do stuff at my house, you know, take care of my collection, you know what I mean? So it's like, if I don't answer your email or your message right away and somebody's going to get all burnt and twisted because I didn't, well, I guess that's just something that I'm just you're just going to you you can't blacklist me because I didn't answer your question right away. However, I do understand that if we're out there why I didn't answer that person right away, why they would might be upset about it or whatever. So, I I, I don't know. It's, it's 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 a tough it's a tough thing. I don't know. What do you guys think about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, for sure. It, it's tricky because you don't owe anybody anything. Everything that you do in this world is is because you want to. Um, and and at least for people like me, I interpret it as a gift. Your time is a gift and it has given a lot. But it's like, you know, I, 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 I am sure I don't get nearly as many messages and whatnot as you do. But if I, you know, I try to like respond, like I can't respond right now, but I will later kind of thing. But, you know, like that with too much volume, that gets a little crazy. So people just kind of have to recognize that, you know, there's you not responding right away is not because like you hate them or you reject them. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah. You're, yeah, you're a busy yeah. man living a life. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta have a
2: grain of understanding. You
0: know? yeah, right. For sure. Of course. And
2: yeah, I think we've all been there where we've like jumped the gun and be like, how could they? And then we find out like, oh, I was in the hospital or. I was at a right. family thing and I couldn't totally. get back to you or whatever it is, you know? Yeah.
1: I just don't understand, like, if you like somebody, right? If you, it, like, you know, whether you, you see them on a, you hear them on a podcast, you see them on YouTube or whatever, but whatever, for whatever reason, you're like, oh, I like that person. They seem like a nice person or whatever. But yet immediately, if they sort of don't do something that falls in line, you don't know nothing about what's going on in their life, but immediately you don't give them the benefit of the doubt that there was a reason why they did what they did. I I, I like to give people that benefit of the doubt, right? There's a reason why you didn't do it. If you said you were going to be here and, you know, um, yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I I just don't, I I just, you're getting, and to my point, right? We just talked about the whole thing with, with, with Owen. And and, like, I'm not trying to, I'm trying, I only said that to try to, to try to give a perspective. of why, you know, he may think the way he thinks, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, absolutely hundred percent. Yeah. And then there, it just got all twisted out, but whatever.
0: Yeah, no, I I couldn't, couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, I really liked what, what you said about, um, you trying to at least take a moment to be level-headed, you know, in your own right. And, you know, put your, your feet in their shoes and try to understand why, they are doing or saying what it is they're doing or saying that is making people mad. You know, it's like that perspective, that, um, that, that level of awareness is so important. Um, and you know, I always say like everything is worse through electronic communication and that's kind of all we do for the most part in the reptile hobby is text, text text-based communication where all the tone gets lost, all the intention can get lost. And, you know, it just kind of becomes this whole never ending cycle of (laughs) FU at least on Facebook. So.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think communication is a big thing. And I think that, um, sometimes if you're not willing to talk to the person like for instance the 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 thing we started talking about at the beginning I really respect that guy and I, I don't know his name and I apologize again but his channel is reptiles and research, right mm-hmm. really respect the fact that he was able to conduct himself in a way as a professional, you know uh, uh, you know it, nothing was screaming i hate this guy or he does this wrong or whatever he's just saying his point of view and like maybe giving you know uh Barczyk some perspective that he can take back and he can listen to you know and 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 he did it in a professional way and he didn't like you know say anything that really wasn't true you know now who knows Barcheck might not react that way i i don't know i don't know the guy you know and, and a lot of times that's why i try to steer away from necessarily talking bad about somebody on a thing because I don't know them personally. I didn't buy a snake from them personally. So how do I know if the deal was wrong? And it's always that the whole thing is like, it's always, you know, oh, a friend of mine bought from this guy and, or this person. And, 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 you know, it was a bad deal. Well, was it, was your friend an idiot or, <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's always they, they didn't have information. Yeah. It. It's yeah. never like yeah. I bought a snake from X <laughs> and they did me wrong. Right. Um, and if somebody asked me if, if I had an interaction with a certain person or whatever, I, I will tell them that this is what I, what happened with me. You know, if you choose to go and buy from that person then so be it, hopefully, maybe you'll have better, better, uh, situation, but yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's such a tough thing, man. You know, it's.
0: Yeah. And, and like what, what Justin just said here, any sort of counter or pushback is so often automatically interpreted as an attack. And I think that that's so true and it's, it's in everything. It's like people don't know how to have a conversation or even a healthy argument. It's not always a bad thing. (laughs) Well, yeah.
1: Well, again, that's probably perspective. Right. And mm -hmm. I think about that and like somebody like me who grew up without, text messages and internet and all this stuff where like, if you wanted to talk to somebody, you had to go and physically talk to them. Right. And you had to tell them like, you know, Hey, you're an asshole, <laughs> you know? And, it, <laughs> and it, like, if you go and say that there may be consequences to you saying that you're an asshole and you might not like those consequences, but so you're very careful in, you know, in, yeah. in what you're saying and how you're saying it. Right. As opposed to today, like there's no interaction with a person face to face. And like, if you're not immediately answering that person or you don't answer them the way, like, I think sometimes they have this idea in their head, like they hear how you're talking. And like, to your point, Lucas, there's no, there's no, there's no (laughs) nuance to that conversation. Yeah, Uh, You automatically think, you know, that person is coming across as a, as a, as an asshole. Well, maybe 100%. that's your inner maybe you're looking in the mirror and how you would
0: answer. You know what I mean? Like No, you you're completely right. Like it you can read the same text message in probably 50 different tones with 50 different intentions, you know, it's like yeah. facial expression. It adds so much to words like yes. you, it, I don't know. Like I probably sound stupid as like someone in my early 20s trying to be like mer, technology mer, talk face to face but like it's true you know like i yeah. i even see it with like my dad right like he gets texts from his best friend and he gets all sad because he read it and, and he's just like oh he's being mean to me and i look at it he's like he's literally not you're reading it in a voice that is not intended but it's yeah. so easy to do that yeah you know it's yeah 100 yeah.
1: <laughs> i can't tell you how many times i've read a message and I read it and maybe this is just my stupid brain, but I've read it. And what I read was not what was written. Oh yeah. All and then, the time. like, I'm having a conversation <laughs> with somebody. Right. And I'm sitting there going, what is this person say? Wait, wait, let me, and I scroll back up and I'm like, Oh shit. I totally read that wrong. You know? And I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Now it makes sense. Like, right. you know, so I think that happens more often than not.
0: I don't know, but yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But, you know, again, like, all of that being said, and maybe I'm taking it too literally, but one literal list somewhere, that, that's probably not helpful. No, is that a thing? Is no, that a-
2: <laughs> the reason why I was asking is because, like, I, I agree, I don't think, like, a master list somewhere will work, but I think the whole topic got people thinking about it. Right.
0: Got it. Okay. Like, yeah.
2: That as we've talked about it, I'm starting to realize the whole thing was just getting people to think about like what it really means to vote with your dollar mm-hmm. and what yeah. the whole action of like who you choose to work with, associate with, uh, allows them to perpetuate and continue into uh, the reptile community. And so literally if you ignore them and act like they're not there, that's a, a form of blacklisting, essentially, without having to write yeah. something and send right. it everywhere. Yeah. Which is what I do. I have 100%. If you screw me even once in the slightest way, I will never talk to you again. Period. The only time I've ever given an exception to that, I've given an exception three times to one person who has squandered all three exceptions. And I only did it because of Forrest Fanning and his good nature encouraging me to be the bigger person. And I did. And I got bit in the ass three times because this piece of shit is a piece of shit. And I'm not gonna name his name because I'm bigger than that so just going to say I personally blacklist anybody who does me wrong
1: Here. I think I think the 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 problem that I've had with with that type of like I, I'm with Riley and and it's like you know you get burnt by somebody especially over and over again I find that what I had to get over is is that the next time that I'm interacting with somebody that's different I'm immediately, applying what happened with that last experience to this new experience and sometimes it has snowballed in a way it's it's sort of like this right i think of it like when i'm dating somebody and i'm dating this person and they really did me wrong and then i go and i'm dating a new person and all those um insecurities and all those problems that i've had with that person i wasn't able to sort of you know get them out um sort of start to bubble up in a way that is now affecting this new relationship with somebody and it's not it's not healthy way to to, to look at it because I, it's not number one it's not fair to the, the person and mm-hmm. it's probably more with me than it is with the person right if somebody says like i don't know say like you know your your girl goes out and she she cheats on you or something and then you know next thing you know um, you're now in a relationship with somebody else, and they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna go hang out with my friends at the bar," and immediately the defense goes up, like, oh, right. oh, "What are you doing? <laughs> I gotta go out to the bar," you know? Like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like the, the that person is probably looking at you like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Like, I'm just going <laughs> and hanging out with my friends. Like, what well, you know? I, and maybe yeah. that's not the way the world is anymore, and I'm I'm kind of glad that I'm not in that world of like dating and all that kind of stuff because I would not <laughs> be able to. No, <laughs> but that's, that's a, you know, that's a Lucas young man game.
2: I was just going to
0: say, yeah, you, yeah. you might get mono too.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. oh man. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're, you're taking your past experience in and you're applying it to this new thing. And, and, and it's an insecurity within yourself. And, you know, I try not to do that, but it's hard. It's hard. You know, Easier it's hard. Than because, that. Yes, man. You're carrying that, somebody did you wrong man and it's it's not right you know and it's like you know you start to think like well at least for me i think like i try to be a good person and this person did me wrong man that's bullshit you know how much like i got sc- not, not technically not screwed but like uh, you know the situation i had where i got the freaking worms in the cup and the you know all that shit and it was Dead like How do I handle that? I struggled with this because I'm like, how do I handle this? Because there's going to be somebody else that goes and buys from this person and they're going to get screwed. And if I don't say something, then I feel that I've like, you know, somehow that I've allowed it to happen to that person. I I, I feel some sense of responsibility that I have to say that this person is is not wrong. But I I don't know. I kind of like, uh, I don't know. I kind of just. I, di- I didn't take that route that I wanted to, because I wanted to go on the platform and say that this person sucks, but like everybody knows this person sucks. I don't have to say it. Yeah. I just won't, you know, yeah, I just won't buy from that person anymore. That's it. Yeah. You're done. You're cut off. I, I don't care what it's you a have. slower
2: process, but it, it's a more effective long-term one because then as a whole collective starts to shun somebody without really speaking about it, not only are you staying positive-minded on stuff, but you're just not even giving them the time of day. And then you're right. using your energy to promote other people who are
1: worth it. Yeah, I, w- I would rather focus on promoting somebody that's doing good than somebody that's doing bad because i think unfortunately in the world today it's sort of like this it's like watching the car accident or you know it's we're just our brains are just geared to look at that negative thing and like you know i think about like you take you talk about brian's um, venom thing that he did right and like i don't know i i didn't want to talk about that on npr or, or or you know really focus on it at the time because i felt like well if it's such a bad thing and so why am i going to promote because people if i'm talking about it i've watched it and then i'm now sending other people to watch it right and if i don't agree with it why would i do that
0: yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean like I, I try to never mention those names or shit yeah, yeah. for the
1: same reason 100% yeah so you know, like if, if I'm going to promote somebody good, like, you know, I would promote Justin in the herp- herptological herp- herptological magazine, you know what I mean? Or if I'm going to promote a, a YouTube channel, I want to promote somebody like Matt Somerville or uh, Beach of Scaly Beast, you know what I mean? Like, I, I I'm I think sometimes in my head, like, I think like, oh, people already know this because I, I know this. Right. And then I think it was you, Lucas, that was asking the other day and and didn't know know about his channel. and it's like oh okay (laughs) yeah here's another way i can promote him like i think that guy's just doing solid stuff man you know and i think he's no drama just it's all about his passion for the animals and that's the people that i want to promote that's why when he approached about doing a podcast i was like hell yeah man (laughs) absolutely (laughs) we're at our limit add it on (laughs) make it work
2: figure it out later
0: totally
1: for sure i don't know
2: well, I got to get on out of here. It's getting yeah. close to the next thing on my to-do list today. Thought to cut it short, but we have been going for 2 hours and it turned into some pretty good discussion with the help of uh of Scott Iper and then some renewed energy and
1: yeah, it's so. good.
2: I think. So. And it's progressively 100%. gotten darker and darker in your room, Eric. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I know, right? It's it's kind of like it's nighttime off. over there. More ominous as, yeah. it,
2: as it's gotten darker. Yeah. The the value and the depth of the the conversation is just yeah. And I'm yeah.
0: approaching golden hour. It's so yeah. weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: exactly. So,
0: I'm in the future. I got to yeah. get some of those. You new, are like,
1: like under the table, so that all like. Some well, I mean, lights, if we're
0: talking like about the future, share. we were literally talking to Scott on Saturday.
1: Yeah. Right. It's crazy oh.
0: Doesn't that just kind of mess you up?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah ah! Crazy. Yeah.
0: So. Well, good always a great time, guys. And Yo, yeah, as some, always, yeah.
2: good chit chat.
0: Some big topics this time, yeah. but
2: yeah. That's right. And thank you to everyone for joining us today. Sorry about that one individual who needed to be booted from the chat. I apologize, Lance, for having to yeah. feel that. Um, <laughs> everybody who messaged me about that, you guys were correct. That was weird. So yeah. <laughs> uh, handle that and uh, we will catch you Thank all you next sir. week for a little less weirdness, hopefully. And uh, if you all want right. to find anything for us, uh, NPR Network, you know, all the shows, go to, MP- what is it, and Yeah, com, And
1: uh, free. basically anything you want to know about us, just go to the website. If you've got a question or whatever, send an email to info at morellipythonradio.com. So- oh. Uh, all Everything you need to know. It's yep. just wrapped up in one little package, you know. Like a burrito. Oh, right. I'm hungry. Subscribe. Subscribe. Yes. Subscribe. Yes. We
2: need more subscriptions to the YouTube channel. A yes. lot more, like 600 more. Please. So
1: mm-hmm. if you want to support, there you go. You don't <laughs> have to do anything. Just hit that button. Subscribe. It takes a click. And yeah. then guess what? The more look clicks, at- the more people
2: click, the more times we can look towards going to Australia and bringing more content.
1: Yeah, man. 100%. Yep. i got some dreams <laughs> <laughs> we're doing it yeah.
0: yeah well everybody have a wonderful weekend
1: yes
2: yep. until next time. uh <laughs> see you next week yeah Bye. all see right you Later.